When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday, the 14th of Feb, and it's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I hope you've had a great weekend. I certainly did. I was at home with the family, had a nice, relaxing weekend, and well. The TV was flying over the weekend. There's lots and lots happening in the sporting world and the racing world. We're going to cover that all off today as well. The sporting weekend hasn't really finished, to be honest. It's still going this morning. We've got the Waste Management Open and the PGA. The Gala's one shot ahead. He got a sponsor's exemption too, so great to see him repaying the faith that the sponsors have showed him over at the Waste Management. Scottsdale, TPC Scottsdale. If you don't know that tournament, make sure you go check it out on TV. There was a there was a hole in one on probably the most famous par three going around in golf at the moment. Par three sixteenth. I was lucky enough to be there two years ago before well this random disease hit us. COVID. But um it is fantastic. What an event. If you have a chance to go watch that on TV, go watch it right now because today the gala's one shot ahead of well three absolute superstars. Kepka's one shot behind and Shoffley and Cantley. Cantley, Patrick Cantley are, are two shots behind, so we'll be watching that unfold. And then also Super Bowl. <laughs> Ooh, Super Bowl's on today. Anyway, what do we got today? First hour of our show, we'll talk about the IPL as our skip Baz McCallum has been working overtime all weekend to fill his roster for KKR. We'll chat to him about the biggest movers and how happy he is with his final squad. So looking forward to getting his reactions about the weekend. We've got a couple of Kiwis that got absolutely paid on the weekend. Trent Bolt, he got 8 crawl, 1.5 milli. Lockie Ferguson, 2 milli. Whew, the boys will be up and about today. But anyway, looking forward to chatting to Baz about that. And like I've said, the weekend isn't over. Well, the weekend that every sports fan streams still hasn't ended with the biggest event in the world sport. Well, that could be debated. 
the biggest event in world sport being played this morning. Super Bowl 56, LA Rams v Cincinnati Bengals at SoFi Stadium in LA. We'll chat to Ben Graham, a former punter in the NFL who has played in a Super Bowl. He's played in a Super Bowl and he's calling the game from LA for our own team, SEN. Looking forward to chatting to Ben Graham this morning about well, just getting a bit of a breakdown of the atmosphere. How's LA been? The build-up. One of the great events. Anyway, looking forward to chatting to Ben Graham about that. And then speaking of punting, not Ben Graham, punting on the horses. Punting on the horses. <sighs> How was everyone's weekend on the punt? How did you go at home on the punt? Did you do all right? Did you get paid? I hope you didn't follow myself. Louis, Baz, or myself on the punt, because I only picked one winner, Probabil. Probabil steamed home late to get the win. Probabil saved me from an embarrassing punt, um, but it was tough. It was a tough old slog, but we're going to uh, we're gonna talk to Robbie Patterson, because Robbie Patterson's up and up and he's up and about as Coventina Bay got paid in the Herbie Dyke Group 1 on Saturday. So we're going to chat to Robbie Patterson. But let us know how you went on the punt. Double eight, double three. Did you get up? Did you have a few winners? Did you do all right? Espiona. I'm sure we're going to cover that um, throughout the morning because that was heartbreaking. As a stable mate, ruined us. Just just really rubbed salt into the wounds. So we'll chat to, to Robbie Patterson, Patterson about his great weekend. And then 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some UFC. We'll cross over to America to chat to Yahoo Sports columnist. Kevin Aoli, to chat about UFC 271, Arasanya v. Whitaker. The main event went five rounds with Izzy edging out a win. We'll react to that, but also we'll react to the, react to the entire card because there were some absolute crackers. Tai Tuivasa knocking out Derek Lewis. Wow, that was so good. Carlos Olberg getting the win, going all three rounds, getting the win in the end, and then, well, Mike the Blood Diamond. Not a great start for him. He got tapped out, submitted. Choked out in the first uh, first round, so not a great start for him, but we'll have a wee chat to Kevin about that. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then our news is Monday morning health check this morning. We catch up with Ronnie Leula, who was Leilua, I should say, who was a gun sailor who represented Samoa at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. That is our news is Monday morning catch up, a new approach to feeling great. Not just a boost for today, but for life. So look. Looking forward to that. We've got a jam-packed show. And like always, I want to hear from you. Double eight, double three. How did you find this weekend sport? Foxy got up too. Well done. Emma just said it in the news. Well done, Foxy. He didn't just win. He smoked them by five shots. Great to start for Foxy. And his year, Ryan Fox over there in the Kaimar Classic. So well done. He would have got paid as well. But yeah, give us a text. Double eight, double three. Or call us anytime on the Ken Tire phone line. 0800 150. 8 to 11. That's enough of my voice. Good morning to everyone up in Auckland. Louie, Joe, Kez and Emma. Hope you've all had a fantastic weekend. And, uh, well, the weather was a lot better than down here in Christchurch. It rained. I've got Lake Dag out on my lawn. It's not, not good. But anyway, it's enough for me. going to cross over and see my good skip, Baz, who has been up for about three days, filling his roster and spending some US dollar. And he's up and about because that's what he does. He just soldiers on. Bear Skip McCullum. Good morning, brother. <laughs> uh, morning is morning, everyone up there in Auckland as well. Yeah, you're spot on about uh, being up for about three days. I think it. I think they call it hustling. 
Ain't that the truth? We love a little hustle, <laughs> don't we? You just keep just keep going, yeah. drop the shoulder and just get the job done. But for those that aren't aware, the IPL auction was on over the weekend and one of my other jobs, I, uh, I coached the Coldcutter Knight Riders. So this was a massive auction for uh, for the whole tournament. It's a, it's a big auction, mm. 10 teams. And uh, we try and knock down a, uh, a whole lot of players to be able to secure your team's destiny over the next few years and there's talk that this is going to be the last auction so it was quite an important one and and we were able to secure a team which we were pretty happy with but it ran from uh 7 p.m uh started 7 p.m saturday night live through till uh it was 5 20 a.m yesterday and then from today it was um 7 p.m through till Oh, when did I get on air? Six oh seven. Nah, <laughs> till uh, till about <laughs> five o'clock again. Um, so I managed to catch ten minutes. Is just lying down there on the floor on the studio, and um, <laughs> and then jump back on on the airways with you, my friend. So if I apologise for if I sound a little dreary on it, but a pretty cool process and awesome thing to be a part of. So yeah, really really cool actually. And I know you guys all caught it more. You and Louis caught up with all the UFC and all the golf and everything over uh, in the Super Bowl stuff, which is pending um, over the weekend. Uh, I was pretty much just invested in a little bit of racing and also um, be the IPL auctions. Uh, so I'm going to have to leave you guys to do most of it. But I can update you on that. I can update you on all the Kiwis no. that got picked up if you want. Bez, Bez. You went into this with a plan. You went into this with a plan. Like, mate, I love your hustle. And that and that's what you do, mate. You just grind. You went into this with a plan. Did the plan unfold perfectly for you, mate? Were you were you cool, calm and collected throughout this whole entire process? Or was it getting a bit eerie towards the end? Were you, are, you, look, are you happy? Are you happy with the outcome? Well, I think there's two questions there. I think one, are you happy? Um, and the other one is... Did things go to plan? Well, it definitely didn't go to plan. <laughs> um, but I'm also happy, if that makes sense. So uh, like I think okay. when you've got you've got 10 teams trying to fill their rosters, which are 25 players, so there's 250 teams up for sale. There's a few guys, who, uh, 250 players up for sale for the teams. There's a few guys who are retained, but you've got the best, the best in the game all sort of being um, bid ferociously in amongst the salary cap and and a few other kind of different uh, rules as well. So it was quite a, like there's a couple of players who I was really gutted that we didn't get a hold of. Um, mm. But, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of players as well that I was gutted that we, that we couldn't even raise a bid for because the problem is that you've got to hold your money for some of those who you've really prioritised. So if they come out, if those other guys come out beforehand and you haven't gone to the well for that player that you wanted, then you've got to save your money for them. Um, so we, we missed a couple oh. of cheaper buys and missed a couple of guys who I'd love to have had in the environment because of that. Um, and then mm. we missed some of those big players anyway, so we could have actually bought them, bought those other guys. But that's just, that's how it works. Um, in the end, I'm, I'm happy, mate, because I think we've got a, a really yep. good squad on paper. I think our, our first mm. 11 is very strong. Um, I think our bench international bench strength um, is very very good um, we've got a lot of young Indian guys who are unproven at the moment but I'm okay with that because we've got enough in international experience there and I know the personalities in that team in the team that we've got we've put together that they'll hasten the process of those guys development 
um, which is a really cool thing. Last year we made two, there was two guys on our side who were picked from nowhere um, and they're now playing for India. So that's kind of your role and your responsibility as well is to try and bring these guys through as quickly as possible. And um, So, the, yeah, I think overall we're, we're pretty happy, mate. Only the one Kiwi for us, um, Tim Southey. Yeah. We picked him up for 150 lakh. Um, so a pretty pretty cheap buy for someone who's been as good a performer as what Tim Southey's been. Uh, mm. Stephen Fleming's team, CSK, well, Flemo picked up three Kiwis. Picked up Mitchell Satner for 190 lakh. So 190 lakh, okay, what's that? Say 100 lakh is about $200,000, I think it is. Yeah. So, so 190 lakh. If you do the math, 380 sort of thousand. He picked up Adam Milne as well. Uh, and he picked up Devin Conway for 100. So 190 stat and 190 Milne and 100 for for uh, Conway. So that was pretty wow. good from him. Yeah. Um, That's a good pick. Yeah. Yep. Mike Hesson coaching RCB, well, director of cricket, shall we say. He picked up Finn Allen for 80, 80 lakh. So that's Good for young Finn Allen. I thought he was a good buy at that as well. He's, again, a little bit unproven, mm. but he's got something. He's really got something as, uh, as Finn Allen. So I thought that was a, a pretty good buy from, from Mike Keston. And then Rajasthan Royals, well, they went pretty deep for um, a couple of our boys as well. They went, well, they picked up Jimmy Neesham for 150 lakh. Picked up Daryl Mitchell for 75 lakh. And they picked up Trent Bolt for 800 lakh. Hey, that's pretty strong, isn't it? 800 lakh. So he did well, um, and quite rightly too. He deserves it. He's been around the game for a long time and performed extremely well over there too. So he, he deserved that. And then what other teams haven't I worked out? Oh, Sunrisers. Kane Williamson, obviously, he got retained. 1,400 lakh. Mm. Good money. Skipper. Wow. Good work. You deserve it too. And then Glenn Phillips, he got picked up by them for for Sunrises for 150 lakh. And then the last one, which was raised a few... Oh, sorry, Tim Seifert also, who was with us last year, but we just unfortunately couldn't fit him into our side this year. He got picked up by the Delhi Capitals, coached by Ricky Ponting. I know Ricky Ponting is a big fan of Tim Seifert as well. He thinks he's a, he's a serious player. He got picked up for 50 lakh, but what Tim Seifert will learn at that tournament under... Um, Ricky Ponning will be will be very very good for Tim and also for New Zealand cricket as well. So that's a nice little touch. And then the last one, Lockie the Horse Ferguson, who was with us last year. Mm. Um, we were desperate to get him back as well this year, but the Gujarat Titans they opened the wallet, absolutely opened the wallet on him for a thousand uh, for a thousand lakh, a thousand lakh for for Lock, and he deserves that too. You bowl 150k's now. You deserve to two million. Yeah, pretty two cool. Two million NZ. Two million NZ for Lockie Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he deserves and then it. There's a mate. He's a ripper. and then his mate. Oh, Kane Williamson's getting about two point five, two point four million. Yeah, mate. That is. I was watching Bez. I was watching because you watch it on Sky and Mark. <laughs> Mark's texted in as well, and that was a big, big moment. So we'll get to that very, very shortly, Mark and. Everything's all, all okay, I'm pretty sure, after speaking to Baz. But I was watching, mate. I was fascinated. Like, you sit, there's, there's a lot of you know people sitting around the table, former players, superstars of past and present that have played the game. 
and then you've got the guy that's holding up the bat and calling all the shots. Let's be honest. Is he listening? Is he listening to what the, the people around him are saying? Or has he got, he's the one with all the money, so he's got it in his mind, and he's going, they, they're telling him no. So I've seen a few things on camera, so he's just put up his bat and said, yeah, but... And the guys next to him are just like rolling their eyes, going, "Oh my goodness, what's this guy doing?" Like, is it a bit like that? Are you actually having a say? Do you get much of a say? It was the guy that's got the deep wallets. Is he going? Oh, no, no, this is my team. I'm going to go get old mate. I want him. <laughs> well, none, none of the owners. Uh, well, not many. Sorry, not not none. Not yeah. many of the owners are actually at the table. Like our owners aren't at the table. Um, our CEO. Yeah. Um, is at the table and he's the one who's raising, raising the paddle and I'm on like a Zoom call with him. Normally you'd be there mm. but because of the restrictions you can't sort of get there. So um, look, you, you've got a plan and, and you, you work feverishly mm. over the days and weeks leading up to the auction to come up with your plan and the plan sometimes gets changed because things don't work out but then you have, you have to go on to your next plan and then you've got to think on your feet a little bit. So look, we didn't get everyone we want. Um, other teams, they might do it differently. They might go in there and say, oh, he's going cheap. I'll just buy him. But for us, we couldn't really afford mm. to do that. And we sat there, actually. We went hard early um, and bought a couple of players. And then it meant that our, our wallet was down a bit. And then everyone's sort of criticising us about what we'd sort of done. We sat there for a long, long time with only sort of 10 crores left to spend. And we only had 12 players. And I'm sitting there going, Oof. We're trying to get 25 players here. We haven't got that much cash left. So. But we sat and we sat and we sat and we sat. And in the last hour, we picked up... Who did we pick? We picked up uh, Tim Saudi, Alex Hales, Muhammad Nabi, Umesh Yadav, like some gun players, and Sam Billings, all in the last hour, which is a it's a heck yeah. of an hour and, and allowed us to just now look at our... Uh, line up and say that we've got, you know, we've got some good bench strength, fantastic 11, mm. and then some young sort of players. So, yeah, pretty amazing. But, yeah, it's a, it's a staggering old uh, staggering old game, eh, bro? <laughs> it's quite mad. Cool to be it's, part it's, of, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. And I was, I was loving watching it. I was sitting there and I was giving you a message just going, mate, that old mate will be up and about. The champagne will be popping. He just got paid. But... But obviously the money's huge right now. The money's huge. Can you see this, the, the purse getting bigger and bigger and bigger, the salary cap getting bigger and bigger? Because let's be honest, I was watching Mumbai Indians. I know we're going to get off really shortly. Mumbai Indians, their owners, I've watched their series on Netflix and we know how much money they, they've got. Like they can potentially, the money's endless for those guys. Can you see the salary cap getting bigger and bigger and, and this getting just out of, out of control? Or is that why they've got that salary cap editors and it has to stay at that? Um, yeah, look, I think the salary cap will naturally increase. Um, there is potentially the chance that it could be significantly higher than what it is. Um, mm. But I think they were, to protect the international game, um, put it this way, what, the tournament is so big and it generates so much money that if you were comparable in your salary cap um, to what, international teams get by being a part of players associations and things that the revenue share percentage then international cricket would be almost gone because the money is just so mm. so much bigger um that it would it would put that at real threat so they they definitely keep a bit of a cap on that to ensure that um you know whilst it's a good payday for a lot of them 
um, there is still a priority around international cricket as well. So I think it will it will continue to, to grow, mate. And I think the tournament will continue to grow. I can see it. I mean, now there's 10 teams. Now there's going to be mm. it's going to be a 10-week tournament. There's, there's going to be... There's going to be a situation where, and the women's IPL is going to come into into play next year as well. There's going to be a situation at some point where you may even have 20 weeks of the year as IPL. There might be 14 teams. So it's, it's just, it's a big beast, mate, and just keeps making money. But we can keep going on about that when we get back anyway, mate. And um, while I've still got some energy left, we may as well talk about it. Because then when I hit the wall, you and Louie are going to have to carry us home. <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll come back and we'll chat <laughs> some easy, more bro. IPL shortly. And we'll talk about some of the some of the big names, some of the big New Zealand stars we got picked up as well. And, and maybe why why they are, are such huge commodities over there and why they're wanted so much by those franchises. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's coming up to 6.30 with the news with Emma. Uh, we'll get to her very shortly, but we're just talking about a little bit more about the IPL and what went on over the weekend. We had a week text coming from Mark. I was watching a bit of the IPL auction, and I was too, Marky. Can you ask Baz what happened to the bloke that was doing it? All you heard was bang, crash, and he's on the deck. Um, yeah, Baz, that was pretty pretty craziness what happened, and, and it all was unfolded on TV as well, mate. And I was one, well, I text you, what's going on here, mate? What, what happened there? Is he, is he all good? Yeah, the auctioneer, he hit the deck, mate. He um, he passed out. I actually thought he, I thought he was, well, that's sounding horrible. I thought he died. Like he, because mm. he he hit the deck. All you could hear is just like that screeching of sort of the microphone, and then like a falling tree, and then just smack straight into the ground. And you could hear it over the thing. And then, oh, when I was down the zoom line to my team, they they just looked shocked. And then you could see the camera mm. sort of swing around. He's lying on the ground, face down, not moving. I'm like, oh, this is not good. And just before it, I remember looking at him on the screen, going, Gee, he doesn't look that good here. Like he looked really pale and, and really great. Anyway, so um, good good finish to the story. Um, he he came back uh, at the end there today, and he actually he auctioned off about the last thirty players, um, and that was quite nice. nice. So, yeah, what it was they said was his blood pressure was really low, and, and hence he fainted. But that wasn't good. Oh. It wasn't good at all. But he, he yeah. was back at the end. So thanks for that text message, Mark. And sure, I think the auctioneer's name is Hugh, and I think. He's okay now, so that's that's good. That's a good thing. But the guy who stepped in did a pretty good job, to be honest. Mm. Took a little while, but that's all right. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, just in regards to some of these players, mate, I, I guess a lot of people will be thinking, well, how come like, you look at the New Zealand bowling lineup and you think, well, the T20 lineup, you know, you got Southie, Bolt, and Ferguson all in there, for instance. Um, there's not a lot that splits them. They're all kind of so of of mm. equal importance to that New Zealand lineup. The, the, then you look at their pricings and you think Bolt's eight hundred lakh, Ferguson's a hundred lakh, Southie's only hundred and fifty lakh, and Milne's only hundred ninety lakh. So you sort of you start thinking of that, and it's a really hard thing to explain because some guys are just in demand, and where they come out in the auction makes them even more in demand and their skill sets are slightly more in demand as well because you've got to think all the analytics mm. which go into this as well. Every team has has um, people which break it right down. So left arm has a different um, impact to, say, someone who bowls over 145 k's an hour 
to someone who bowls out swing. So everything has its own sort of uh, piece in the puzzle. And then if it comes out and teams are after them and you get two teams on them, then it obviously goes up really high. So it's hard to explain. There's no rhyme, no reason sometimes. But look, I'm just pleased for. I'm pleased that I've got a good side now on paper in uh, Kolkata and mm. now the hard work starts trying to bring everyone together to be able to try and um, very quickly get them singing off the same song sheet and, and try and gel an eclectic mix of personalities and cultures um, in a short tournament. So that's, I'm personally I'm proud of that. And then the other thing I'm really pleased with is we've got 12 New Zealanders in the IPL. So three coaches and mm. myself and Fleming. Mike Hesson, a number of support staff as well, littered around the teams, and, and then 12 players. So it's good to have a good, strong New Zealand presence in, in what is the biggest tournament in, in cricket. So, yeah, watch the space. You get to watch it over the next uh, couple of months as well because it starts pretty soon. We'll be winging our way to India, leaving all you boys at home to See you, Bears. hold down the fort here. Right See you, Bears. Hold down the fort on Bears as he for breakfast on SCNZ. You take Joe right, with Right, it is 6.30. <laughs> Joe, well, what's going to happen then? What's going to happen in the kitchen? Actually, I might. Joe, oh, we're going to have to have a chat in the next little while. See what you get up to over the weekend. Uh, now you're a solo man, or maybe you're not. We don't know that. We're going to come back very soon here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. We're going to go to Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, we are 25 minutes and a half, uh, 25 and a half minutes even, away from 7 o'clock this morning. Ben Graham up after 7 o'clock talking Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl Monday. What a treat for the Monday. It makes it like a long weekend. Izzy, you said it at the start of the show, this has been one of the great weekends for sport, mate. We've got the Phoenix Open still going on. Foxy's got to win. The PSL's on at the mm. moment. There's some Premier League. It's all happening around the world in the Super Bowl at midday. Uh, Joe, I'm sure we can get an update from Joe in a wee bit. Just on the racing front over the weekend, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. They're racing's biggest fan. <sighs> it was... Um, look, it wasn't a, a... I can hear the huffs and puffs coming from Ohoka. Disgusting. <laughs> That's what it was. Disgusting. Yeah. It, it was, it was a tough... Look... Personally, I would have been okay if I just had been wise enough to <laughs> cover my bets on Fangirl and not gone so heavy, attached myself so heavily to Espiona. But, um, yeah, the Coventina Bay. Robbie Patterson's coming up after 7.40 this morning. Coventina, it was a weekend for the good mares. How about that? Coventina Bay, Levante. She just might have She might have proven she just might be a bit better than Entrevier. That was incredible. It was a, it was a good Ooh. ride. I'm just hey, she's got the two group ones now. We always said Entrevier had runs on the board, and that's probably what was put put her ahead of her. So it was a good ride by Ryan Elliott. I still think if you probably put them in the exact same spot, I would probably still be taking Entrevier. But the question's got to be asked now. Across the ditch, we had uh, Tafane out of Caramore. Um, that, she's she what a four time Group One winner in Australia now, Baz Tafane. What a mere she's proven to be out of Ocean Park, right? And um, then of course another great mere 
who is probable and was the only thing we got right over the weekend really and she just has a will to win that is unlike anything so it was a weekend for the good mares I think a tough weekend on the punt but gee you love seeing a mare win a big race don't you Baz? Yeah absolutely Probable was phenomenal um, and mm. Tufane well, Ocean Park won five group ones eh, and including what the Cox played I think it was and uh, she's now won four as a progeny of the Waikato stud, Mia Ocean Park, so really strong performance there. You've got to think she's worth an absolute fortune as well. G does a good job as well. Gordy Cunningham. Yes, Gordy. Uh, Curramore. <laughs> does a great job. Absolute champion. I've, Tabata's just been at Gordy's place, spelling over the last uh, few weeks, whatever. Mate, unbelievable. The attention to detail is absolutely ph- phenomenal. So he gives his mares every chance. You can see why he's renowned as one of the, one of the great horsemen within the New Zealand industry as well, even though he talks with, with a thick Irish accent. Um, Coventina Bay was very, very strong, but I just want to just, just talk quickly about what you said there about Levante. Sure. And you said about Ryan Elliott. You said good ride. It was a great ride. Yeah, very good Absolute ride. Absolute 10 out of 10 ride. He kept Opie. He knew exactly where Opie was Pocket in that it. race. You're talking about Owen Patrick Bosson, two lengths better than any other jockey in New Zealand historically. <laughs> and he knew exactly where he was, and he just kept him. Kept him in there, and, and Opie was left no other option but to hook on trivia out, almost destroying, <laughs> almost rolling the, the horse on, on the outside, and then had a gap between Levante and the horse on the inside. I can't remember what it was. I think in trivia went absolutely huge, but it was just a brilliant ride from Ryan Elliott on Levante, which to me was the winning of, of the race. So it was the race we wanted, though, wasn't it? See the two two gun horses go at it. It was special, mate. It was that's that's um, George Simon said it. it's Group One kind of history or Group One legend status, isn't it? And that that's what that sprint's made for. And you're right, Ryan. And I, I've been Ryan Elliott's critic at times throughout the years, and um, I do want to say congratulations because he's come on this year not just on in big group one races but consistent consistently he's riding really well he's confident and he's locked in so congratulations Ryan you deserve it mate and it's good to see you back on Levante and um, hopefully we this isn't the last time we see these mares race but I think it potentially might be together what about Craig the Griller Grills mate he is on fire. Pays the bills. He's on a grill, eh, Craig mate? Grills. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He ruined it. See, see that's me. I, I've got with my heart. I was going with Opie all weekend, and he got absolutely annihilated by the griller. So, <laughs> uh, tough, tough weekend on the punt. I was checking out all our multis. I know we're going to get off the, the time of the morning, quizzy dag, but we, we all had a tough one. Espiona, Tiptronic, no good. Lambra Lad, no good. Yee Yee, Al Hail Mary, Probable. Probable was the only one we all picked, really. Oh, no, you got Snap Dancer, Louis. So, we all got one in the end. But, yeah, she was a tough weekend on the punt for us. I hope you didn't follow us in. I had a guy message me uh, on Instagram. <laughs> boys, boys, can you send me a photo of your, of your multi? And I, I sent it didn't. to him and then I text him. I, t- I send it to him and then the next day I was like, oh, I hope you took a few other things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I took Wurumu, um, Wurumu Pen. And uh, apparently Wurumu went pretty well on the weekend as well. Had a few few good winners. So, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be Just back, lads. As we say in the in the punting game, that's racing. It's a great game. <laughs> you don't even have to explain it. That's racing.
you turn the page and you move on. The beauty is that they'll be going around somewhere today and they'll be going around somewhere tomorrow. And if you're a victim like myself, you'll get on something and just forget all about the weekend. All those dreams and hopes you had of cleaning up $17,856.64 for a $50 mouldy were blown out the window early. But we can focus again on the next time. Like we're going to focus on what's coming up and it's Quizzy Dag. Oh, and it's going to be a Super Bowl thing, Quizzy Dag as well. This is going to be up for this one. If you want to take on the Ismaster, you can win yourself a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Try and get back the weekends. Call now. Oh, 811 it's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because there's Satan in the bag. Oh, 800 150 now. Give it a go. Oh, oh. Yes, 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 yes. It's that time of the morning. Quizzy Dag, your chance to win $50 <laughs> TAB bonus bet voucher. Thanks to the team at the TAB. It won't be Paul Mwari. Oh, maybe he'll be back. No, yeah, Paul Mwari. It's Monday. He's back. He just doesn't work. Fridays. Anyway, coming on the show we've got a good quiz for you good quiz for you it's a bit of everything really a bit of ipl a bit of uh winter olympics a bit of usc a bit of everything so all you sporting nufties out there give us a call 0800 you'll be in the quiz here we go we got timmy from christchurch he's up and about and no doubt his house will be flooded because it's been raining here all weekend good morning tim how we doing Good, mate. Good, mate. How's, how's your house? You, you all right? You not floating away? No, no, we're all good. Oh, mate, it's terrible out in Hoka. we got Lake Dag out in the paddock there. Anyway, that's enough. We'll get into this quiz. Good luck, brother. Question number one. In what event will Zoe Sadowski's Senate go for her second gold medal today? Big year. Beautiful. Question number two. How many successful defences has Israel Arosanya made since taking the middleweight belt from Robert Whitaker? Four. Four. Beautiful. Question number two or three. Which IPL team paid two million for Black Cap Lockie Ferguson? Five. Um, four. Three. Calcutta? Two. Not Calcutta. Sorry, Timmy. Well done, though. Have a good day, brother. You're going to sweep the leg. You're going to go to Callum. You're going to sweep the leg. You're going to go to Callum because Callum will know he's got a phone, a friend, and I can't wait to hear him say this one. Is it it a good (laughs) giraffe? Didn't even need it. It Saving it up. Well done. Well done, Callum. Here we go. Question number four. The Wellington Phoenix women had their first A-League win in franchise history. Who did they beat? Was it Canberra? Oh. Oh, oh, Canberra. Come on, Callum. Well done. Bring it Callum, home. Callum, I'm going to have to talk to Kez. <laughs> talk to Kez after this. Wow. Question number five. Which provincial union... 
Did Carlos Spencer first represent? Five, I think it was Horafenua, wasn't it? Bang, 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 Cullum. How good, bro. Well <laughs> done. Well done. How was that sporting weekend, bud? Did you go right on the yeah, punt or did you have a few multis or what? No, nah, I've been laying off the punt. Uh, yeah, I had a bit of a loss about a month ago, so I'll get back into it now. This bonus. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, nice. Yeah, mate. You're a bit like us. Maybe that's what we need to do. Yeah, it was a tough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not quitters. Well, I did. Oh, uh, uh, good work. <laughs> you did for a little while. Good work, Callum. Excellent job, mate. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh. Ah, that was all. That was all a little bit easy. I thought it was a Super Bowl thing, yeah. Quizzy Dag. What happened to that? Eh? Yeah. I got thrown. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't read. No, the no, own, so own I'll just I'll just ring Kez up after this and rip his head off. I actually up. think it's a tough quiz. If you like, <laughs> we actually thought before the show, no. we thought that it was actually a like the the how many defenses Israel uh, Adesanya had four off the top of the head like that. That's sharp work. Yeah, but I reckon I just, it's, there's a lot of current to... stuff. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah, like, there's a lot you, of current. They would have just the... watched it, so they're like, bang. Yeah. Oh, did you guys watch the A-League women's yeah. game? I was busy, mate. Someone's <laughs> been hustling. Someone's <laughs> 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 been hustling. No, sorry. <laughs> the neither, oh, to be fair. Yeah, that, that's a toughie. Yeah, but again, but even that, like, uh, th- we've only got one New Zealand A-League team in the in the thing, so... Ah, fair enough. All right, kids, supercharge it tomorrow. Panhead, let's rock it up. <laughs> yeah, anytime they don't need to phone a friend, then you know that it's too easy, kids. Hey, just quickly. Oh, that sorry, that was uh, Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley Martin. Not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. I know we've got to get to a break, but Joe, today's Valentine's Day. You broke up with your girlfriend on Friday. How did your weekend go? Um, yeah, no, look, I, I mostly just hang out with friends and stuff. Um, I, I did go out for a, a drink with a girl, but she's strictly a friend, but she's uh, someone that my um, girlfriend always suspected I had a crush on, so I could never really have that kind of freedom just to go out with a drink with her in a movie and stuff. So that was nice. You're rubbing it in. Well, no, I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just saying. It's the freedom to go out with anyone you want, you know? Did you put it on How's social? How's it? Is it a of a little selfie? <laughs> <laughs> Look, everything was strictly above board. We're just friends, you know. We're just having a good time, but uh, you know, they just give you the freedom to go out yeah, with a girl and hang out, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good stuff, Joe. That's that's a massive watch this space. I reckon is watch this space mm. space from Joe. He may have met his future wife. It's six fifty-two here in the morning on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. We'll be back very soon. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We're two minutes away from Emma and the news. But before then, we've got to talk a bit about Valentine's Day. A bit about Valentine's Day. And it's got me thinking, and we've got a text message come through from Craig. Joe will be back with his ex-partner tomorrow. Only reason he's split up is so he didn't have to buy... A Valentine's gift. That is from Craig. <laughs> and Craig, you've got me. You've got me talking. Obviously, it's Valentine's Day, 
And, and happy Valentine's to all you Valentines out there that, that still celebrate it. My question is, when is it okay to not celebrate Valentine's Day? I think back. I think back. Give us a text double eight double three. Do you still celebrate it? I don't celebrate it, Bez. I'm gonna be honest. I don't celebrate it because um, it's Valentine's Day every say, day. Daisy not listening today. But anyway, oh, <laughs> she's, she's listen to you go, Romeo. Oh, sorry, dessert pizza. I, I remember the first time. I, I bought Daisy one Valentine's gift, and this is when I was 14 at Lindisfarne College, and I had no money, so I borrowed my mate's F-Poscar, went down and bought her a Valentine's perfume, gave it to her, bought her a card as well. I had terrible handwriting, so I gave it to my mate Sam the Turt, and he had nice handwriting, so he wrote the whole message, and I gave her a Valentine's gift. That was 15 or so years ago, and haven't got her anything since. So I want to know. <laughs> you still celebrate it? You still celebrate it, Bez? Anyone in the studio still celebrate uh, it? Emma, she getting a Valentine's gift today or what? <laughs> she doesn't believe in relationships, so she's not going to celebrate yeah, Valentine's true. Day. You no chance. Are you him? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Chance. <laughs> uh, uh, no, well, to be honest, six fifty nine in the morning is the first I actually thought about Valentine's Day, so I'm hoping that we're not celebrating it too. Is <laughs> with a little bit yeah, of luck. Alyssa's like. <laughs> on the same. The same sort of wavelength as what I am. But, yeah, good call. Double eight, double three, let us know. Is Valentine's Day just... Is it just a crock of, you know? Anyway, we're craving them at Cafe about now. Here is Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 14th of Feb, and it's Valentine's Day. Let us know if you still celebrate it, double eight, double three. Is it still a day that you celebrate in your household? Have you forgotten, so you've just run into the kitchen, made a cup of tea and just delivered it to your, your sweetheart's bedside before you shoot off into your day and go do the mahi. Anyway, I think it's an absolute crock. But anyway, I bet you Lockie Ferguson got a few DMs on the Insta for Happy Valentine's Day because he got paid. <laughs> he got paid. Two milliracks. How good is that? Anyway, coming up on the show, we're gonna, we just spoke about the IPL from our own Skip Bears McCullum. He's been filling the KKR roster throughout the weekend. He's been hustling, as he says. So we've had a reaction from that in the last hour. We'll get a bit more throughout the next couple if he stays in here and stays on he's been up for pretty much three days so we love him being here this morning working extremely hard what a weekend of sport what a weekend of sport well done to ryan fox foxy getting the job done over in the kawa classic well done to you mate and there's lots and lots more happening and it doesn't stop it doesn't stop later after the eight o'clock hour we're going to talk a bit about the mma and then our new zest monday morning health check will finish off the show but right now it is time to talk the greatest event that I was super lucky enough to go to two years ago in Miami. Oh, what a special time. Special time. It's that hallowed time of the year where many sports fans around Aotearoa head down to the pub. Probably see Baz there for an early lunch and don't come back. You don't even need to understand what's going on. Watching the Super Bowl on a Monday is time-honoured tradition for Kiwis everywhere. 
SEN's commentary team will be covering it all live out at LA with former NFL punter Ben Graham sitting alongside alongside experienced broadcaster Gerard Waitley as they provide the play-by-play for what should be an unforgettable showdown. Ben joins us now to give us his inside scoop on a day he is well familiar with, having previously played in the Super Bowl with the Arizona Cardinals. And, oh, hey, how good is that? And he's on the line with us right now, Ben Graham. Good morning, Ben. It's morning over here. How are you, bud? <laughs> yeah, good morning, guys. Well, I'm actually sitting here looking over the stadium as they're preparing the field. The buses are about to arrive. The ride in from the hotel oh. was sensational. The memories from when I played in a big game 13 years ago have come flooding back. But I tell you what, when you've experienced it two years ago in Miami, LA has put on an absolute show this week. I arrived on oh. Saturday. There were parties, the, the emotion and anticipation. There's not a better city in the world that can put on a, a big show like this. But right now, it actually feels like a little calm before the storm. So uh, actually getting a little bit toey, a little bit nervous. But mm. I understand what the players <laughs> are going through right now. And uh, it is. It's just uh, an, a waiting game until the game kicks off in about five and a half hours. Oh, mate. Oh, it is the most unforgettable day out. The, you know, the boot parties outside leading into the game, mate. Tell us about this stadium, SoFi Stadium. Talk to us about this $5 billion stadium that the Super Bowl is at. Is it looking sharp, mate? Is, is it, is it going to be a blockbuster? Wow, I've never seen anything like it. The word I've been using is breathtaking. Now, I saw it for the first time mm. early in the week from the outside, and I was blown away. It doesn't actually look like a stadium from the outside. It looks like a piece of architecture that you could probably see from the moon. <laughs> like, it is not mm. just a stadium. It's the entire precinct. And, I mean, it's money well spent. It's state-of-the-art. There's not a bad seat in the house. The activities, the activations... The size of the block of land that it sits on, uh, it's it's a whole town in itself. They're building the LA Clippers new stadium just across the road. It's a real mecca, a sporting mecca. But even though it's only a 70,000-seat stadium, it's, uh, it's going to be rocking in a few hours when the game mm. kicks off. Hey Ben, it's uh, it's Baz here, mate. Just talk to us a little bit about the game itself. These these two teams are they are they the the two most deserving teams throughout the year that find themselves in the Super Bowl final. Well, it's a great question, and and probably if I, a simple answer would be no, but obviously they've made the Super Bowl, so they do deserve this opportunity to play in the big game because of the form that they are in towards the back end of the season. So, But what we've got are two teams built completely differently. The LA Rams at the start of the year went all in. Matt Stafford at quarterback. Von Miller from the Broncos. Odell Beckham Jr. mid-season. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey last year. They've gone free agency and traded players in. Where the Bengals, they went 2-14 and 14 two years ago. Number one draft pick overall, Joe Burrow, the quarterback. They drafted Jamar Chase, number five overall in last year's draft. Joe Mixon, their running backs through the draft. They've built their team through the draft. So you've got this young, confident team that have matured quickly. They've got a lot of swagger. And they've beat some really good football teams to get here. But the Rams, well, they, they are all in. And amazingly, Baz, 
for the first 54 Super Bowls, not a team played in their own stadium on Super Bowl day. Last year, Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. did it for the first time in Tampa, and the Rams yeah. doing it again. And you remember they hosted the NFC Championship last week, two weeks ago in the win over the 49ers. So it's, uh, the Rams are given the edge in this game, uh, both because mm. of their mature status, experience, veterans, and their approach to the season, but also it's in their home stadium. The Rams fans, they're everywhere. There's a few Bengals fans sprinkled in amongst them, but yeah, it's amazing to think that it's the Rams, it'll be great to be here if the Rams can pull it off in their hometown, but if the Bengals do get up, it's just one of, it'll be the greatest fairy tale story that the NFL has produced given where they've come from so quickly. Wow. Tell us, uh, that's great. I was going to ask you that question. What's the support like? And, and you've covered that. Being in LA, surely there's LA supporters everywhere, mate. Do you, do you give, like, let's be honest, the, I thought Kansas City would be playing the Super Bowl. Um, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, I just thought that would be too good. But, but the Cincinnati Bengals have proved me wrong. Can they go one more? Do you see that unfolding? Can Joe Burrows inspire this team two years into making in his NFL career <laughs> and get that dub? Well, you know what? It's a game of football. There are two teams and there's going to be one winner. And we've seen upsets mm. galore, not only through this season, but through the playoffs. It has been the most exciting playoff series in my memory anyway. Yeah. It'll be a, a massive story for a young man, Smoking Joe. He's a winner. He's a great leader as a young man. He won the Heisman Trophy, a national championship in college. If he was to add a Super Bowl ring, and if the Cincinnati Bengals win, it's very often, most often, that the quarterback gets an MVP. If he's able to pick that award up, leading his team to a Super Bowl victory, this is going to be the start of a phenomenal career. Uh, but, look, it's a, it's a big ask for them. But you talk about LA and the Rams fans, I played in the league for eight years and never came to LA to play a game of football because they didn't have a team for so long. They've built this stadium. They've got the LA Chargers now up from San Diego and they've got the, the LA Rams who came across from St. Louis about six years ago. But it's enough time for the LA people behind the Rams and you can just feel it on the streets. It's just been building all week and we're finally here. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Hey, mate, tell, tell us about your memories from 08 in the Super Bowl. Can you, can you share some little insights and some stories and, and, and that moment, that build-up for you? Tell us about your, your time. Well, if I talk about 2008, I probably need to talk about how that entire year unfolded. So I started at the New yep. York Jets, and I was playing mm. good football, um, enjoying life in New York. I just appeared on Sesame Street and rang the Wall Street bell. And, you know, things were... I was on top of the world. And then I got... I had a bad game, got cut after week two, resigned for week three and four, cut after week four, picked up by the New Orleans Saints, played a game for them in London. And they only signed me because I had a passport. Got cut by them, got picked <laughs> up by the Arizona Cardinals, played for them for four weeks before the playoffs. I couldn't believe it. I'm making the playoffs, playing for the Cardinals, and four weeks later, I'm playing in the Super Bowl. It was just an amazing year, a, a sign, sort of a, an understanding of how cutthroat the NFL can be. But in my position, there are only 32 yeah. jobs in the world. They're very hard to get, but yeah. even yeah. more 
hard to keep. But playing in the Super Bowl was a fantastic experience. The two weeks leading up to it, the first week you practice and work on the game plan in your home facility. But the second week you travel to the Super Bowl city, you try and minimise the distractions, but there are so many. Media day, there's tickets, there's you know all sorts of things going on. They try and lock you down in the hotel. But when you're driving to the game, it becomes real. Those those anxieties, those, those, all the feelings that you have. But I guess what uh, builds that confidence is you know you've done the work and you're ready to execute when your number's called. And, I mean, the day itself, I mean, we, we lost the game, but, but, you know, it wasn't about the result for me. It was about the journey, not only of 2008, but for my career to actually be the first Australian to play in the Super Bowl. It was just, uh, I lapped it up, soaked it up, I played well, um, you know, even highlights off the field, halftime entertainment's a huge thing in the Super Bowl. I went out and had front row seats to the Bruce Springsteen concert at halftime. So we <laughs> 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 attended a rock concert halfway through the game. But uh, it was the fantastic <laughs> memories. But it's just great to be back, not only in the States, but back to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, Ben, that's such, oh. a, that's such an awesome story, mate. We really appreciate you sharing that with us as well. You can hear the passion in your voice for the game as well and, and just the journey. What about now, mate, now that you're uh, getting an opportunity as to cover the Super Bowl from, from the commentary team, working alongside old Gerard Waitley, who's just a fantastic broadcaster and, and huge NFL fan as well. So how do you enjoy that? Well, this is uh, another first. Uh, we have been calling the games for SEN uh, on early on Monday mornings, we cover the games, we, we bring in the feed, we talk about them, we update the NFL fans. So, you know, we've been, I've been doing that now for four or five years. We've got our own TV show, uh, which covers the game. But I'm just, you know, from when I played, I knew that there was going to be an uptake in fans across Australia and New Zealand wanting to understand the game. Because my motivation is if you understand the game and appreciate why it's played and the rules and some of the players, you're going to fall in love with it. If you, do, if you just say it's too stop-start and too long, well, and you don't understand it, well, you're going to turn off. But to engage those new sports fans, it's growing every year since I played in the Super Bowl. And now getting on the broadcasting side of it, you're just feeling like it's growing year after year. And they do such a great job. It's a spectacle. I mean, talking to Jared, he thinks the NFL is the perfect game for radio. It's a little bit like cricket. So it's not non-stop. So you have time to call the action, reflect on what's just mm. happened, and then talk about what is about to happen. So there's moments and opportunities. So I'm going to learn from the great man. Uh, looking forward to it. And hopefully uh, we can continue to do uh, this year on year out for uh, forevermore. So that's actually that's a great point. I was as you were explaining that about you know the stop start nature and and if you don't understand the rules then you know it can make it very difficult. It just all I keep thinking is that's cricket. That is cricket. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. If you can actually explain the game and then people start to fall in love with it and they get the romance and they see it more as a as a bit of a novel, right, rather than sort of reading a, a newspaper clip. And that's what Gerard's so good at as well. So I'm sure you guys are going to have a great time today and. And we'll certainly be listening as well because it's live from midday on SENZ as well on the SEN app. So go and listen to Ben and Gerard over there covering the Super Bowl. Well, before we let you go, Ben, who's your pick? Come on, put them out there. Let us know who yeah, you're back. Well, <laughs> well, um, 
Oh, oh that, no. this is when like Jamie Richards happens. just when we're about to get oh. the good oil. <laughs> oh, we're just a big tease. This is like Valentine's Day, just a big old tease. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, stoked, I'm stoked that Danielle's getting better, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> ben, you there? Ben, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I oh. think um, the the LA Rams. Baz, uh, <laughs> wow, he's not American. Mate. He's Australian. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't do an Australian accent, mate. <laughs> hey, go, mate. Nah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, he's in America. Ah, oh, okay. But yeah. allegedly, as well, Bez, alleged, allegedly, apparently, uh, Larry Fitzgerald Good is doing speak. the commentary with um, with um, Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley. He is the ex-Arizona Cardinals wide receiver. He's a Hall of Famer, and Ben Graham would have played with him in, in that in that Super Bowl final, so... Um, yeah, apparently he's there as well. Larry, the great Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, that's a great story Ben was just saying, eh? Just what about the different yeah. rabbit holes and opportunities like the sliding door moments that your career can just go down, eh? And he had them mm. all within a short space of time and it eventuated him <laughs> standing there and being involved in the Super Bowl. It's quite fascinating. But we'll try and get we'll try and get Ben's pick for for the result of the Super Bowl today because I think you know, there'll be a few punters out there looking for a little bit of a steer into something, and we couldn't do it on Friday for you with the with the horses, so we might be able to do it today for with the Super Bowl, and we'll get your pick as well. Is who are you backing, mate? Mm. I want. S- I think LA Rams will be too good at home. I think LA Rams will be too good, but I'll be happy if Joe Burrows gets the gets the dub. But I think LA LA will be too good. Louis. I'm um, I'm actually on the Bengals bandwagon, and uh, this is a bit, bit controversial because when Metaverse Mitch was here, I was saying that Josh Allen's a, I'd rather have Josh Allen for the next ten years at quarterback than uh, Joey Burrow, and now he's giving me crap, but I still believe that. But I think that this is Joe Burrow's time, so a little bit contradictory, but I'm with the Bengals, and we've actually got a fifty dollar TAB voucher for the for a bit of a comp we can run, boys. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the comp? Closest. Score closest to the score. I mean, there's so many. You kind of don't really realise, but people in New Zealand love their Super Bowl, love or love their NFL. So, why don't you try tip us the score and closest too? We can hook you out with a voucher. Mm. All right. Oh, beautiful. Double eight, double three. Let us know or well, give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 and let us know your thoughts on the Super Bowl as well. Before we get off to a break, we better ask Joe because Joe's our NFL correspondent as well. Who are you backing? In the Super Bowl, Joe? Well, I mean, logically, you should go with the Rams. The Bengals are one of the weakest teams in recent memory to go to the Super Bowl, but I just have to back Joey B. He's just so calm under pressure. He can take a hit. I, I think he'll be on the ground a lot. The Rams' defense is incredibly strong, but I think he's just got something special about him, and I think Stafford's going to throw a lot of picks oh. on the other end, and I think they're going to win. Oh. Thanks, Joey B. <laughs> 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 That's Joey B. Straight Farm, the kitchen. <laughs> right, it is 7.21 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back on the other side with a little bit more Super Bowl, a little bit more NFL. 26 minutes past seven here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's Tire phone line 0800 150 811. We're going to 
get Izzy's score prediction in just a moment for the Super Bowl, but from one oval ball, ball game to the other, we've got our Smith City Super Rugby tipping comp. Remember to register at tipping.snzradio.nz for your chance to win weekly prizes and a massive Samsung 65-inch TV for the season's top tipper. Smith City, stoked to support rugby, Super Rugby Aotearoa. Uh, just before we get that score prediction as well, it is Valentine's Day, and whilst we don't really, you know, we don't really celebrate it, we kind of do, um, one text has come in here just in regards to Joe. Joe will be back with his ex-partner tomorrow. Only reason he split up is so he didn't have to buy a Valentine's gift. If that's the case, and maybe you're a clever, you're a cleverer man than the rest of us, Joe, so maybe that is the ghost. Thanks for that, Craig. Can't believe you put your name to that one. Anyway, it is... Let's, uh, let's chat around the NFL, talk about the Super Bowl. Your score prediction, mate. Give us uh, give us something to just steer into towards the TAB. Oh, um, for me, uh, I'm going 24-10 to the LA Rams. I think uh, they'll be just too good. I, I like Stafford's been playing extremely well as of late. His connections with OBJ. Uh, you got Aaron Donald, who's probably going to, be close to MVP come that round if Stafford doesn't get it. Um, I just think they'll be too clinical in, in LA. They are at home, like um, Ben Graham spoke about. That That is a big difference. Um, saw what it did for Tampa Bay last year. Got them got the result, even though crowds weren't there last year. This year there's going to be 70,000 screaming LA fans there. So I just think they're going to be too good. They're going to be too good in the end of uh, everything's just leaning towards LA. But Cincinnati, what they've been able to do to even get to a Super Bowl, um, and give them themselves a chance, and that's all you need in these big games. You need a chance, and they've got a chance. So uh, anything would happen. But LA Rams for me, mate, twenty four ten. Um, and we've got a few texts coming through. Make sure you text us on the text line double eight double three. Your prediction, your score prediction, and tomorrow we'll pick the winner. The closest guess to the NFL correct score line gets a fifty dollar bonus bet. So there you go. Get those text messages. Coming through. What about you, Bears? You gonna you gonna have a little steer into it, mate? Have we dabble, mate? I'm backing you in all day long. Twenty four ten. I'll uh, I'll get on that to the Rams because I don't know enough about about NFL. So I'll just I'll follow your uh, follow your steer. But it is a big event, and you might as well have something mm. on it because it is one of those big box office events. There was another big box office event over the weekend as well, which was the. Uh, the WM Phoenix Open, and what about Sam Ryder's ace at the old theatre hole, at the grandstand hole? How good was that? Have a listen to this. Mate. This, just moments ago, Sam Ryder taking it right at it. Talk to me. Come on. Oh, my God. There's liquid coming down. There's beer going everywhere. We are covered in beer. And other liquids, I believe, as well. Everyone is going insane. We might have a slight rain delay here on the 16th, Jim, because that's going to take a little bit of cleanup when you take a look at what is happening right now on the 16th. Oh, we tell you, there is no place like it. We mean it. That is the Super Bowl of golf, really, isn't it? What an amazing event. Every <laughs> single major, every every big golf tournament, should have to have a grandstand hole. Because that, like, that mm. just brings so much to golf. Eh? You think if you're watching that golf, just flick it over, you normally get your sort of slightly boring kind of uh, atmosphere. You get that. It's going to get you into the game, isn't it? It's, it's a real sort of... Mate. It's a real... 
steer into the past of golf. You know, the real stuck-up, snobby aspect of golf and just say, come on, let's move into the next, the next stage of, uh, of how golf should be played with a little bit of atmosphere. Don't you reckon it is? I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, I look, I hate saying it, but that, I went to it two years ago and I was sitting up in the stands and, mate, it was by far my favourite event. And even when the ball gets close, mate, they start cheering and chahooing, but when you hit it off, <laughs> when you hit into the bunker, they start booing you and these pros have to walk out with their <laughs> your hands over their head. It's, it is one, it's a sight to behold, mate. Like You have to witness it. So if you get a chance to go to Arizona, TPC Scottsdale, Head over, you will not be disappointed. And that, oh man, there was Budweiser going everywhere. The whole course was covered in beers. They had to stop play for twenty minutes, and then all the volunteers had to go clean up all the all the alcohol. Mate, it is one of the greats. So you have to go along. They've got DJs playing in the stands. They've got DJs playing in the stands, oh, and noise. Brilliant. You have to be noisy. Like the players will get out there. I remember Ricky Fowler walked down. And he starts. Jeering up the crowd and everyone just starts partying and they pump all this music, mate. It is, you've got to go. TPC, Arizona, head over. It is one of those events. And then the best thing about it, mate, you can fly straight to Super Bowl next to it. And next year, TPC, uh, TPC Scottsdale was in Arizona. Where's Super Bowl? Arizona. So you can go back to back. Back to back next year. Go straight from the waste management and just have a week long bender. I might have to do that. Anyway, can't wait. That is enough. <laughs> Hell good. Anyway, that's enough of that chat. We'll come back shortly with uh, Louis Choices Flooring Pole. I can't wait. How good. Coming up to the news with Emma, the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 25 away from 8 o'clock. Daggy is thirsty on Monday morning, and I love it. Get up and about, boy. It's good stuff. Time to rip through a weekend choices poll. And remember, you can keep your messages double eight double three coming in on who is going to win the Super Bowl. Correct the sc- tip, the correct score. Closest to it takes a $50 bonus bet. But for our choices for in poll right now, see your floor change in an instant with room view. Money. Cash money has been the theme a wee bit of the morning, lads. So I want to ask you, and I want you to have your choice, on double eight double three. I go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter. Who had the payday of the weekend? Who had the payday of the weekend? And I'm going to give you four options and make the, make the pitch for them. Israel Adesanya, we spoke about it on Friday. He's just got a brand new UFC contract. They reckon he's the second highest paid fighter on the roster behind Conor McGregor now, so you know that has got plenty of zeros behind it. What about Ryan Fox, who for a weekend's work picked himself up $450,000 New Zealand cash for his big win over in the UAE on the DP Tour. Congratulations, Foxy. What about the... New Zealand IPL lads, Baz made the point that, what was it Baz, 12? 12 Kiwis picked up? Yep. Yep. yep, 12, yeah. And some proper cash for guys like Lockie Ferguson, Kane Williamson, 
um, and of course Trent Bolt, but then some good cash for guys like Jimmy Neesham and you know the the, ne- the guys the next wave downs, and then the base salaries of Tim Southey, Tim Seifert, Daryl Mitchell, lots of dudes getting paid over there. And then how about Tafane's connections? Four-time Group One winner now, winning the ore over there, the Group One in, in Caulfield over the weekend. She has now become a lucrative, a lucrative brood mare when she's done with her racing career. So, payday of the weekend, Ryan Fox, Israel Adesanya, mm. Tafane's Connections, or the Kiwi IPL lads. Who do we think is? Louis, I'd just like to commend you on your on your, your polls, your choices polls, um, Florian yeah. Polls, mate. They've been outstanding they? as of late. And they're great. They've got great options and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're clear. And so you have to go down one line. And for me... Um, I think Arasanya, Ryan Fox, uh, Tafani, for me, that they've been paid. They've already been. They've already felt what it's like to make a lot of money. So for me, I, I want to go down the track with Lockie Ferguson. I think Lockie Ferguson hasn't been in this kind of echelon where he's going to get a lots and lots of money. He's sitting at home. He's been grafting for the last couple of years. I know he was part of your team last year, Bears, but wouldn't have gotten near close to what he's getting. So for me, I love the story of, of Lockie Ferguson, him doing the grind, working extremely hard, going to the um, to the T20 World Cup, putting on a performance, showcasing his ability, what he can do on the big stage, and then getting the rewards in the end. So for me, I'm going to go down that track with, with the Kiwi lads in the IPL and Lockie Ferguson yesterday or the day before, No, no knowing he's just you know, got a little bit of money, he's got a contract in New Zealand, not much going on. Then waking up the next day, he's going to be $2 million richer if he goes over there and puts on a performance that he can do. So for me, that's that's my one. I love it. Good story. Yeah, nice. Nice. Hey, uh, i back you up as well is on the um, on Louis' polls. One thing I would say is mm. maybe uh, maybe the same amount of effort that you put into your polls, if you put into your study and tipping out winners, <laughs> we'd be a bit a little richer as well. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe yeah. maybe drop the standard of the polls a little bit and spend a bit more time on the old study. True, true. <laughs> then, we wouldn't. Then there'd be a fifth. There'd be a fifth Payday. option there. That'd be oh, yes. busy. <laughs> Seventeen thousand richer. Friday's poll is going to be trash. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to throw my two cents in here as well uh, Look, Izzy Adesanya is unbelievable He's going to be a rich man But no way in hell would I would want to be getting my head kicked in Well, I know he normally does mm. the kicking But he, no way would I want to be in the ring grafting for that The IPL Kiwi Lads is a great story And Ryan Fox walking around a golf course And earning and going wire to wire Earning big cash is awesome as well But I've got to say Tefane's connections Mainly because of the ongoing, if they're, if they're involved in the breeding, they've literally got a family, uh, they've got a, a mare which they can breed to for 30 years. Well, not not just her, but her siblings, etc. Uh, not siblings, her um, progeny. So you're able to, it's going to go everlasting. And as they say, a, a good horse can change a man's life. So I'm going to go, <coughs> I'm going to go forward to Farnay. But yeah, nice. Good poll. Strong poll. 7.40 in the morning. Good work, Louis. Coming up after the break, we're going to stick with the horse racing theme as well. We're going to go to the trainer of Coventina Bay, who picked up the Herbie Dyke in the weekend, Robbie Patterson. Look forward to chatting with him. Quarter to eight in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call any time on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 or send us a text double eight double three. I heard through that advert just then.
uh, Flem's voice with his Fujitsu ad. Made me think as well. He's been with him a long time. A little bit like the mm. Briscoes lady, Vince Martin from Borough Pier Tires, and now Stephen Fleming Fujitsu. There you go. Three old, three old mm. timers. Good brand alignment. Anyway, we've got on the phone now Robbie Patterson. Well, it wasn't a day for good mares here in, here in New Zealand and in Australia over the weekend. One of our favourite mares, Coventina Bay. Well, she got her first group one in the Herbie Dyke. Down as they turn for home, and behind these then is Royal Performer, Coventina Bay, threading her way through stylishly at the 250. It's Vernon Me, the leader, Coventina Bay, the chosen one, Tiptronic, and behind them Lana Court, it's still Vernon Me and Sam Weatherly in front, coming after Coventina Bay, the chosen one on the outside, Vernon Me, Coventina Bay ranged up, she put her bib in front, it's Coventina Bay, and the Herbie Dyke goes to New Plymouth, and Robbie Patterson and Coventina Bay won it second over Robbie Patterson's always said this mirror is pretty special and he was bang on as the knacky. They got another group one. Robbie's on the line with us now. Good morning, mate. Yeah, g'day, gentlemen. How you doing? Oh, excellent, mate. What a thrill, eh? What a thrill the weekend was. Oh, it was a great buzz, right, mate? Uh, my my liver doesn't think it was that great, but uh, today, but uh, nah. Oh, yeah, hey, to get get my first group one of my own with a special meal like that, uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Your first group one on your own, mate. That must just feel so rewarding. And, and to do it with Coventina Bay, who's always been a horse, uh, a mare, which we've, everyone's talked about a lot, right? And she put it all together on the day and it was a pretty good ride from, from Grillsy as well. He just seems to click with her, eh? Yeah, oh, he's just a champion bloke and uh, he's just a great rider. He clicks with all horses, I think. Um, I'm just so, so lucky to have everyone like Sam with Aussie and uh, and I managed, managed to pick up grills, you know. We're, we're just bloody lucky, lucky it landed like that. Oh, Robbie, Robbie, great to have you on the show, mate. Congratulations. Well, I can hear the croak in your voice. Tell us how'd you celebrate, mate. Yeah, how'd you celebrate <laughs> throughout the entire night, mate? Talk us through it. Must be a wonderful feeling. Oh, yes, yeah, we... Uh, the owners organised a thing at 4.30 used to have at one of our local pubs so and it was a shit day it was blowing a gale we, we can't wait for 4.30 so some of us close mates went to another pub at 1 o'clock and uh, time 4.30 come around uh, we were shaking and rolling I'll give you the tip <laughs> oh beautiful mate beautiful it would have been a fantastic uh, evening watching Coventina Bay to get the rewards in the end mate did you when did you really consider that that she would be a 2,000-metre horse? Um, Sam Collard always said she'd get 2,000 metres just the way she relaxes uh, so well in her races. And mm. <clears throat> it was just a matter of, um, yeah, being a sham express. You know, you always got that doubt because he's a sprinting stallion, but she's out of a high shap mare, um, which uh, gives a bit of confidence. And um, she's just so genuine, you know, and she doesn't spend the energy. Uh, we, I thought she could get it, but you, you don't know until they actually do it, do you? Mm, mm, no, that's fantastic. Right. That's right, mate. So, what, 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 what's the plan with her now, Robbie? Will you give her a little let up, or will you just keep her ticking over yeah. and target something? I'll, I'll keep her ticking over because she's um, really matured now, and she, she does, does really well. So, there's the bone crusher in a month's time at Ellerslie, um, and then I think it's uh, about a month to the Terra Breeders, and then uh, might be a couple of weeks to the Doomben Cup. That, that's bit of pie in the sky uh, going back to Aussie at the moment but um, if she still keeps kicking goals uh, I'd love to go back there and uh, try and shove it up the Aussies 
Yeah. Did you make mention? Did you make mention of that on Saturday as well? That just sort of painted that she might she might be going back to Aussie. Did I hear that yeah. in your aftermatch? Yeah, yeah. I've always had that Demon Cup. I was just watching it. I was over there last year, and like Zaki won by six lengths, and um, but the rest of them, they're sort of the horses that have um, had a fair bit of racing, you know. And um, I thought, Jesus, well, with a girl like that, um, I thought next year, I thought, geez, we could run money in a race like that. It's worth two million dollars, you know. So even running third and getting a bit of Aussie black tight would be great, you know. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, spot on. Well, it seems like a pretty good uh, campaign. You go through the Tiara Breeders off the Doom Cup. Anyway, mate, what um, what about your STS stable? You got a, you got another champion there, another Group One winner in the wings. Oh yes, I've got a filly uh, Mia. She I've only had her for two starts. Called Contribute. She won first up at Taranaki, and then she went to Trentham in a real slow run race, and she come home amazing, run third. And um, I think when Coventina Bay's done her stuff. I think this girl will take over the mantle in, uh, in my stable. Um, so just keep an eye out for her. She's had a bit of a lead up, but she'll be racing in another month's time. But I think she's a real beauty. She'll be one worth having a punt on. Yes, I'll be, mate. I think I've had a wee dabble on Contribute, actually. I think I might have backed her in that last race. So hopefully the next start, yeah. mate, she's going to get the gravy. Are you going to get anything at the cracker sales, mate? Are you going to buy any more, any more good horses uh, coming up? I've never really... Because I haven't had the biggest profile, it, it, you know, it's hard to get people to get orders and whatnot. Um, but uh, I might go and poke my nose around there and um, get a tyre kicker and hopefully someone uh, says I've got a horse for you, you know. Mate, <laughs> you got a profile now, mate. you just been on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast talking about Kevin Cena Bay, mate. So you're up and about. You're a group one winner, winner now, bro. Oh, mate, Come I'm, on. I'm made, for, I'm made for life now. <laughs> oh robbie 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 oh very good well we're gonna to have to let you go in a, in a sec mate but um we just yeah we're delighted for you coventina base she's been such an awesome horse and and obviously your passion for the game as well we're pleased that you celebrated accordingly and and uh yeah we hope that she she continues to deliver heaps of success for you as well mate so thanks heaps for joining us on the show no, thanks, guys. Hey, I just uh, like to say, really appreciate your show, guys. I listen all the time. It's great fun. Oh, awesome, Robbie. <laughs> oh, good man. Tire kicking up at the sales. That's not a bad idea. Get up there, have a couple of beers, walk around, check out a couple of horses. Everyone's going to know that Robbie Patterson is a Group 1 trainer, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, the majestic truck turns up at the gate. You go, okay, welcome, and <laughs> and you just keep welcoming him in into the stable. Next thing you know, you're as big as Tiakia. That's how it works. Anyway, it's 7.52 <laughs> here in the morning on Baz Izzy for breakfast. That was Robbie, Robbie Patterson, absolute champion bloke and trainer of Group 1. Want to Herbie Dyke winner, Coventina Bay. Plenty more in store for her as well, I'm sure, in this campaign. And hopefully a little tilt at some black type over in Australia as well. $2 million. With the Doom and Cut, that sounds pretty good. We've got heaps more to come back with here on the other side, including later on in the next hour, a little bit of UFC chat. Izzy will be all over that one. We'll be back very soon. Now this really hard. This actually right at the hole. There's a good one. There's a good one. There's a good one. Yes! Finally! I knew it. We had to do it. We can do it. Are you kidding me? Yes, 
raining in the desert again. Yes, yeah, right. It's raining at the desert. Hole 16. Another day. Another ace. Sam will tease. Get another hole in one. Well, I feel sorry for those volunteers. They're going to be walking around picking up all the Budweiser because it's raining Budweiser at hole 16 at the Phoenix Waste Management Open. Holy heck. It's all happening. It's all happening around the world. And it is continuing right now because the Super Bowl is about to happen today around lunchtime live here on SENZ. And SEM, we've got the live commentary throughout that entire match. Keep those scores coming through on the text machine closest to the score. If you get exact, you win. $50 bonus bet coming your way. Keep those texts on double eight double three. Who do you think will win? And what's the score line? Ben Graham went, he went with the Rams. He went with the Rams, so well done. Hopefully he, he might be right. I've gone with the Rams, 24-10. And Baz has followed me in as well. And, well... Louis, you spoke about who got paid. I'll tell you what, someone that owned a CryptoPunk got paid because a CryptoPunk in the NFT world just sold for 8,000 Ethereum, which is $23.7 million. Holy hecka. That's enough for me. I've got my Mick Cafe right now. But here, here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday the 14th of February. It is Valentine's Day. All of you that celebrate Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. I don't. Anyway, that's enough of that. We've had a good show throughout the morning. We've had two hours talking about all the sport around the world. There's lots happening. Ryan Fox winning over in the Kaimar Classic. Getting paid, winning by five shots, not just winning, slaughtering. Ross Fisher was second. He'd be beaten by five shots. So well done to Ryan Fox. Might try and get him on the show next couple of days to talk about that. And then we also had the IPL. Baz has been up for pretty much three days in the IPL auction. A lot of Kiwi blokes getting, uh, you know, getting the con- contracts. Twelve, in fact, making some good money in the IPL auction. Lockie Ferguson, probably the one of note. He got paid twenty-two million dollars. Two million dollars for his IPL contract. So well done to Lockie. And the rest of the lads for getting uh, picked up in the IPL auction. We also had Ben Graham on. Ben Graham is a former, former NFL player. Uh, he played for the Arizona Cardinals in the 2008 Super Bowl. We spoke to him. He is over there. He is calling the game with Gerard Waitley over in LA at SoFi Stadium. We chatted to him. If you have missed that, make sure you go to our Baz and Izzy podcast on the SEN app and you will get that little uh, conversation, a little chat with Ben Graham. He was great, and he actually went towards the Rams. And we've spoken to you on the text line. Give us a text, double eight, double three. Who is going to win, and by how much? What are the score predictions? And you will go on the draw. The closest to this exact score will win a fifty-dollar TAB voucher. Been a mixed on the text line. A lot for the Rams, and there's been a few for the Bengals as well. So keep those coming on throughout the morning. We'll pick that winner later on. Uh, today after that match partakes at about lunchtime. Anyway, coming up on the show, we're going to talk a bit more UFC and then we've got our New Zest Monday morning health check. This morning we catch up with Irani Leilua, who was a gun sailor who represented Samoa at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. New Zest, a new approach to feeling great. Not just a, a boost for today, but a boost for life. Anyway, I've just had my McCafe coffee catch-up my McCafe coffee just delivered to me, so thank you to McCafe for delivering my coffee. Gets me through this last 
hour and right now it's time for our Monday morning McCafe coffee catch-up because we spoke about it all week last week as well. Israel Adesanya has in the blink of an eye become one of the most dominant fighters on the UFC roster and yesterday at 271 he showed the gap he has on the field by calmly and tactically picking his biggest rival Robert Whitaker apart. It was an excellent card. I don't know if yeah, it, was, it was a lot closer. It was a lot closer than the scoreline predicted. Two judges were pretty close, and then one went lent towards uh, Izzy Arasanya. It was an excellent card with a lot of rising stars showing their stuff before Izzy's clinic. Kevin Aoli is Yahoo Sports combat columnist, and he's with us now. Morning, Kevin. Hopefully I pronounced your last name right, mate. You did, yeah. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, thank you for joining us, mate. Um, tell us, what, what was your take from UFC 271? Obviously, not, not just the main card, obviously the undercard as well. Pretty successful card in the end? Yeah, I thought it was a sensational card. I mean, uh, you know, there were very mm. few fights where you went, eh. You know, they were all exciting. Uh, you know, the opening fight of the night uh, uh, w- was really amazing. Uh, there were so many good fights uh, on that show. Uh, uh, Douglas Silva, uh, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, his comeback uh, fight, that, that set the tone early on. I mean, you know, he had a massive cut by his eye. He was almost knocked out in the first mm-hmm. round. And he comes out in the second round and scores an amazing knockout. And it really went on from there. And, I mean, the, you know, fight after fight after fight, uh, you know, the co-main event, uh, Ty Tuivasa and uh, Derek Lewis, you know, everybody knew that was going to be a crazy fight. And it, and it was and a very fun uh, a fun one. Uh, but I, I thought the show delivered. And, of course, you know, I felt like uh, Izzy is now uh, proving not only to be the, you know, clearly he's the best middleweight in the world. And I think Robert Whitaker is the second best. And mm. I think Robert Whitaker is yeah. also the, the third best middleweight of all time. And yet Izzy has got two wins mm. over him. I mean, you really have to give Adesanya credit for what he's been able to do. Yeah, quickly, just before we, we touch on Izzy's fight, can we talk about Tai Tuivasa? I, I love that, that matchup. But for me, what was the case with Derek Lewis? I know they've got a good relationship and they've got a good friendship. It just seemed like both were a bit, a bit shy and, and were a bit, a bit scared to really start erupting, uh, particularly in that first round, especially when they were in the clinch. You could see them kind of just not wanting to throw punches. And then obviously in the second round, um, Tai Tuivasa got the elbow and knocked out Derek Lewis. But your take, was that what kind of you predicted in that fight? Or were you expecting a bit more fireworks? Well, I, I thought there were a lot of fireworks. I mean, if you look, if you watch the mm. finish over again, I mean, you'll see um, oh, yeah. it, it was pretty wild. I mean, they were both going at it. And then, you know, Tui Vasa, everybody talks about the elbow. What they forget is, you know, he landed a crunching left hook. Then he comes back with a right yeah. hand. And, and it was genius then to follow that up with that elbow. I mean, and it lands right on the chin. And Derek Lewis goes and does a <laughs> face plant face first onto the canvas. Um, never expected that. But I think, you know, what you saw in the, in the first part of the fight was respect. I mean, you know, Derek Lewis mm. knew, hey, Tui Vasa could knock me out. Tui Vasa knew Derek Lewis could knock him out. And they, they had a look for their opening. They couldn't just go, you know, close their eyes and start swinging. And then they had a fight within their game plans, and they both did that. And, you know, I think Tui Vasa, you know, he's going to cause problems for a lot of guys. He's not going to beat, you know, yeah. I don't think he's going to be the Cyril Gaon necessarily, the former interim champion because of the movement and the athleticism. But guys that are going to stand in front of him and, you know, feel like they're going to test his power – He's going to win most of those battles. 
Hey, Kevin, it's, uh, it's Baz here, mate. Just uh, just going on to Izzy again, um, you've written a column about his greatness. Do you think he is now becoming a great of the UFC? I do. You know, I mean, if you look and compare what uh, he's done to Anderson Silva, you know, I mean, Anderson Silva had the longer run in uh, 10 uh, title defenses uh, in his reign uh, after he won the championship, and Izzy is at five right now. But, I mean, you know, Izzy has a win over Anderson Silva. He has two wins over Robert Whitaker, two wins over Marvin Vittori. And I think, you know, Izzy is very close, and if he keeps doing what he's doing, will uh, – become the greatest middleweight in UFC history. I think right now the three best are Anderson Silva, Izzy, and Robert Whitaker. Um, and, you know, Izzy has three wins over those two guys. I mean, and you can't uh, – I mean, I think the middleweights in the UFC now are better than they have ever been. And given that, you know, Adesanya is dominating the division. He's undefeated uh, at middleweight. His only loss is at light heavyweight. I really think the guy is something special. And, you know, he, he's still relatively mm. young, uh, 32 years old. He's got a lot of time to go, a lot of fights. So there's a lot that he can still do. And there's nobody outside of Whitaker that I think really gives him any problems. So, you know, he, he is going to uh, set a standard that I think uh, may even surpass the great Anderson Silva. There was a lot of question marks uh, about Aziz, particularly after Dlan Blasiewicz, um uh, fight back in the day when Jan just took him to the ground and grounded and pounded him, got him to the ground. Have you have you seen? I, I particularly saw it with Robert Whitaker yesterday trying to get him to the ground. Do you think Izzy has overcome that? And, and you saw yesterday his takedown defense was outstanding, and, and his ability to get to his right. feet straight away and work on that. He knows that. He knows that now. Uh, fighters are going to come in. They're going to try and take him to the ground. Do you think he, if he goes to the ground and, and fighters get that get him to the ground, has he got? enough tools in his in his arsenal to, to be able to work out of that and, and get to his feet. And do you do you think I think, he, I think he's showing that, that yeah. over the next couple of weeks? Mm. Yeah, I mean he knows everybody's gonna do that. And I think when yeah. you look at what he's doing um, you know, last night is a great example. I mean, Whitaker uh, is a wrestler, has a, a terrific uh, grappling background. And, and Whitaker really, you know, he, he took him down four times. But Adesanya was mm. up on his feet within five seconds on almost every one of those. And, you know, um, I, I think, you know, the big difference with the uh, Blahovich fight was size and strength. You know, I mean, there's a 20-pound weight gap in there. Blahovich had been a heavyweight before, too. And I think, you know, he took mm. Izzy down and he was able to hold him down. Um, but nobody's been able to do that at middleweight. And I think that, you know, you saw last night against a guy who would be an all-timer if uh, – and I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think Robert Whitaker is a UFC Hall of Famer. Uh, and, and he could not keep uh, Adesanya on the ground. I think if he had been able to keep him down, he would have had a better chance of winning. I know he believes he won the fight, but I think if he had uh, been able to keep him down on the ground, his, his chances would have been enhanced. But Adesanya popped right back up every time. Mm, so, so what do you think next for, for Izzy? Like he's pretty much taken out everyone in his division. So, so what's the next key fight for him going forward, do you, do you picture? Well, I think he's going to fight uh, Jared Cannonier, who on the undercard knocked out yeah. uh, Derek Brunson wow. in a pretty brutal fashion. <laughs> I think that's the fight that you're going to see. And you know what? The biggest issue yeah. that Izzy has right now is going to be mentally. You know, is he going to be bored 
in the some of these fights because you know he's like you say he's beaten everybody. You know he hasn't fought Cannoneer. Mm-hmm. He hasn't fought Sean Strickland, uh, who is a guy on the rise. Um, but I don't think either of those guys are in his class. You know I think they're both good fighters. Um, and you know and you can always win even if you're not in his class if you land that one big punch at the right time, right? But I think that Adesanya is so aware. You know Whitaker used to, made a comment last night which I thought was interesting. He said he has very good eyes. And what he meant by that is he can see what's coming and, you know, he's quick enough to get out of the way of it if he sees it coming. And I think Adesanya, you know, unless he just totally um, has a brain cramp, is going to dominate all these guys. And I think the real challenge for him is when he goes back eventually to light heavyweight. But as far as middleweight is going, I think that this is his division and he's, he's going to rule for almost nearly as long as he wants to. Wow, that was Jared Cannonier. Wow, if, he, if that's a fight from, from yesterday's card, that will be fireworks because he absolutely annihilated Brunson. Whoa, that was a, that was a big, big fight. Um, okay, going forward, just quickly before we let you go, um, we just want to talk to you about Carlos Olberg. We love talking about our own, pumping up our own. We spoke to Carlos last, last week uh, heading into his fight. Um, he won his fight. Does he have a bright future, future in the UFC? You know, when he came into the UFC, uh, there was a lot of hype around him that he was going to be a big factor. And and, and I'll be honest with you, I've been disappointed in what I've seen in Carlos. You know, even yesterday, um, you know, his opponent, uh, Fabio Charant, uh, was not, you know, did not fight a very good fight, was not very aggressive. And, you know, it was a fight where you you think Carlos could have looked really good in the fight. And I kind of was a little bit disappointed. You know, when you win in the UFC, it's the best mixed martial artist in the world. Uh, so, you know, hey, got to give him credit for that. He beat, you know, a UFC fighter, which is something. But I did not see anything out of Carlos uh, in this one or in his previous UFC fights that would say to me, you know, hey, this guy is a championship timber. I think he's a, he's a good member of the field, good member of the pack, but I don't see him as being an, um, a star anytime soon. Oh, awesome. I love your honesty. Love your honesty. We love celebrating our own, and we got one last night with Izzy Arasanya taking out Robert Whitaker in, in uh, rematch number two. So looking forward to that Jared Cunanier fight coming up in the in the future, mate. We really appreciate your time, Kevin Ioli, out of the United States, coming on the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast Show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Be well. There he is, Kevin Ioli, talking about that fight. Oh, wow, he's got oh, big, big raps on Israel Arasanya and put on absolute performance. For me, Bears, I'm just quickly before we get off, um, I kind of predicted that match because Robert Whitaker wasn't going to stand up and try and bang, is he? Because you just saw how good he is with his kick, his punch, his counter-punching is just second to none. That is his strengths. His ability, his only way he was going to get the win, and that's what he did um, yesterday, was taking Izzy to the ground. And he took him down to the ground four times, but then Kevin spoke about it. Izzy's ability to get back off the ground, get on his feet, work out of the clinch, and get back into the standing fight position, that got him in the win in the end. Um, I think Robert Whitaker had a game plan. You listened to his post-match. He said, look, the biggest thing I was happy about is I had a game plan. I went out there and I executed it. So that was his game plan. He went out there, executed. wasn't quite enough in the end because uh, uh, Izzy was just too good in the end and, and got those significant strikes towards Robert Whitaker and just got the win, uh, win in the end. So that was Kevin Ioli 
uh, the United States Yahoo columnist, and uh, we really, really appreciate his time. What was your take on Izzy Arasanya's fight or the undercard? Bam, bam, tied to Ivasa when he knocked out Derek uh, Lewis with a well, brutal elbow. And then Carlos Olberg, were you satisfied with that win? Were you a bit underwhelmed, like Kevin has said? Had big, big raps on him coming into the UFC. Probably hasn't gone to the heights that was asked of him. Get, let us know, double eight, double three, or keep those Super Bowl, Super Bowl predictions coming through on the text line. Loving it. Bengals to win 25-14. to 14. That is from Peter. Rams winning 28-14. That is from Brendan. And then we've got the Bengals to win 24-17 from Craig. Keep those texts coming through, and you could win $50 bonus bet. Courtesy of the TAB. How good. Coming back up, we're going to talk a bit more about the Super Bowl Bears because, well, it is Super Bowl Monday and it is one of the greatest events of all time. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. 24 past 8 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Keep your texts flooding through on double eight double three. I'm going to get to a couple of those right now. This one. From Mitch UFC, we're talking here. I thought Carlos Alberg actually looked great. He improved immensely mm. since his debut and was much more patient and strategic. Remember, he gassed out in his last fight. At the end of the day, he's teammates with Izzy and fought a smart fight to avoid damage and get the points to win. Would have been nice to see him engage mm. more, but his partner wasn't engaged neither. That's exactly how Izzy fights. Alberg is still yeah. one to watch. That's good feedback, actually. That's a really interesting point. Uh, of course, it is... Valentine's Day as well. Here's another one. If you treat every day as Valentine's Day, life is so much easier. It also oh. covers up for all the other dates you forget. It's oh. like a, a perfect relationship. It's an unknown texter. Come on, leave your name. <laughs> <laughs> unknown texter, yeah. That, is that Daisy? Uh, Daisy. <laughs> oh, anyway, speaking of, speaking of a match, a match made in heaven, what about our, uh, what about our little um, slot in the, uh, the harness racing? S-E-N-Z, S-E-N, chosen, Ooh. self-assured, got the job done on We've Saturday as well, and there's got to be a massive, massive chance to take out that $900,000 race, surely, Louis, huge chance. Mate, huge chance, how good, self-assured, Archie, working the magic, mm. isn't, this, isn't this exciting, so it's like... You're going into a, a slot race, and it's four hundred grand or a tuck, t- touch of a four hundred grand for first place, and you're going to mm. go in with self-assured a horse that's well, it's one on Saturday night, just pretty simply, really. Um, again, Mark Purden, it turns up and tries every time. You're going to get Purden probably to drive it because I doubt Akuta oh. will be going. So you've got you got the go. magic. You've got like the the New Zealand might have you know. Stars are aligning, Louis. Thoroughbreds or, or harness aside, is he? Mark Purden is one of New Zealand's greatest horse people. Mm. Eh? He is a genius. And self-assured's a real life, probably going to... I wouldn't be surprised if it starts two bucks, a dollar ninety. you know? Like, we're going to be right there at Cambridge Raceway just getting in the car, getting her home. Ooh, so, so what I happens? like self-assured. Just, let's just talk a little bit about. So there's nine hundred thousand up for play. Mm. There's, there's mm. what six hundred thousand for the winner. Four hundred. Oh, four hundred. How, how, do, how does that um, filter down that SCNZ sort of ladder? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Baz. <laughs> how does Joe get paid? Like, how does Joe get paid? I will tell you how Joe gets paid, and Joe gets paid if he is a loyal <laughs> listener to our show because, boys, every Wednesday until the race, Ooh. the race, we're going to be giving someone a chance 
to win a share in Self Assured for the night. And if Self Assured wins, oh. we're going to be dishing out some serious cash to probably about ten or so people that are going to be owners for the night. And if it wins, it's not and it's not an insignificant amount. I'm going to leave you the tease there. I won't tell you exactly how much, but on Wednesday mornings, we're going to be giving a share in Self Assured for the night away. How cool is that? That is cool. Yeah, that is cool. We love that. Who's our biggest threat, Louis? Who's our biggest threat? Thoroughbreds. Yeah. No, Baz, you're right. We need something for thoroughbreds. Um, we definitely do. They need to figure it out. And and you know what? Harness Race in New Zealand and Cambridge Raceway, David Branch in particular, congratulations for doing it first. Mm. I think this is going to be awesome. Um, biggest threat. <sighs> Izzy, it's a good question because I guess the thing is, at the moment, the slot holders are all jockeying for the. I mean, we just went in, we just went hard, and we went early. And we got, we got the, the top dog. We got the, we got, we went to the top of the pile. But now everybody will be jockeying to try and work out. I'll have a look at the market and let you know. So South Coast Arden is next in the market at five dollars. Self Assured's currently two dollars thirty. I reckon you're still getting thirty cents overs there. Akuta. I would be surprised if Akuta went. Um, just He didn't win the Harness Million, and maybe it would just all come a bit too much for the three-year-old. Krug will definitely be a real live chance. Hopefully Spirit of St. Louis comes from Australia. Pembroke Playboy has already been secured by David Smith. He's a good man. Dunstan Horsefeeds, great to see him getting him behind, eh, Baz? Absolute mm. champion he is. Yeah, he's a ripping bloke. So now there's some big heavy hitters in there as well. Uh, I, might, I might be sort of just... Probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Recently appointed CEO of NZTR, Bruce Sherrick. I, I did say that. I, I, said to, I sent a text the other day saying, uh, Bruce, any, any chance we can get something similar? Something similar going on in the in the thoroughbred game. He came back and said, we're all about driving up wagering. So that's fantastic. We've got a very uh, proactive <laughs> man in the chair there as well. So maybe it's a watch this space. It might not happen straight away. But hey, at some stage, we may well see it on the calendar. And I, I remember when we talked about it the other day, actually. And someone texts in and said, why, why can't it happen in the thoroughbred game? Instantly, I sort of thought, well, it can't happen. So I started coming up with reasons why it shouldn't or couldn't happen. But there's actually no reason why it can't. Nah. If, you, if it's mm. a good enough race, people will adjust their calendars and they will train their horses to be able to compete in that race. So, yeah, there you go. Every chance of it happening. And you've got to, you've got to say the harness team's got the jump on, uh, on the thoroughbred team at this stage in racing in our country, but we're pretty lucky to be able to have a little interest in it with, uh, yes. with self-assured, and I'm sure, I'm sure the money will come from Australia as well. It'll just be piling on. So $2, it opens, if it opens, whatever it opens at, you'll want to get on early, I reckon, because it'll come, mm. it'll come in droves from over in Australia. Anyway, it's coming up to 8.30 in the morning. I'm going to shoot off and leave these boys to it, actually. You guys don't mind, do you? I've got another hustle, yes. hustle elsewhere. I'm going to juggle some balls well on done, the corner, bro. maybe another job. you got another job? Might as well what stay you... for the rest of the day. <laughs> horse farming or something. Hey, what are you might doing? as well. Uh, yeah, I've got to go and feed the horses, Louie. <laughs> yeah. Horses at our place, they eat leisurely times too. They don't mind us sleeping. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just got to, I'm going to go and juggle, juggle some more balls elsewhere, you know, just to try and make sure you've got enough to pay for all the horses. That's how it works. 8.30 in the morning. Lads, I wish you all the best. Thanks Cheers, for covering. Yep. Thanks to everyone out there as well. Have a good day. This is time for Pit with uh, Emma, sorry, with the news for Kubota. She's on tide. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Yes, NZ. We are 27 away from 9 o'clock. Izzy, uh, me and you, we've still got a bit to go this morning, including a New Zest Monday morning health check with a sailor. A sailor from Samoa, too. It's be exciting to catch up with young Ronnie to hear about how what he's up to in his career to date. We've got a TAB Live update coming as well. And it is worth pointing out that tonight, for the first time, you'll hear Justin Marshall on with Ricardo Ball as they start talking super rugby. Marshy. Marshy's got another gig. There you go. And it's uh, the rumours have it that Razor might be on with them tonight to set the scene for a season ahead. So you want to tune in to that from 7pm. Right now, the Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. Izzy, I asked you for... When I asked the question, I asked everyone to have their choice. Who had the payday of the weekend? Was it Israel Adesanya's UFC contract? Ryan Fox's big winnings over there in the UAE? The Kiwi IPL lads? Or was it Tafane's connections after she won her fourth group one? And Tafane, outside Bears, not getting a lot of love. But I tell you who is getting the love, is he? The Kiwi IPL lads with 41% of the vote. That's what you said, mate. That was a big payday mm. for some of those good, good, good Kiwis, eh? It was, mate. It was. We spoke about it earlier, just all the paydays, but I love it. Lockie Ferguson, you know, just putting in the work. If you do the work, just showcase, like Izzy Arasanya. Put in the work. Do the mahi. You do it when no one's watching. You keep going those extra miles and you keep, you know, doing the extras that no one else sees. You will get the rewards in the end. And a lot of those Kiwi lads, particularly Lockie Ferguson, getting the results in the, in the end, mate. So well done. What, a, what an outstanding choice this flooring poll, mate. Congratulations. Very clear, precise, <laughs> and informative too. So, bang, you nailed it, Louie. Well, that's what we're all about, mate. Just like um, your 2014 mm. call in the Super Bowl, you've still got time. Double eight, double three. Text us. What is the Super Bowl score? Somebody said Rams win 2-0. I think you got the wrong sport, Karen. Out the back mm. in the kitchen. What are you doing trolling the text machine, mate? What's going on here? <laughs> I just asked Joe, what was the lowest score you can get? Because, you know, like, the well, Super Bowl didn't even go to overtime until, what, Falcons-Patriots. So I'm like, you know what, why not just do the lowest score possible? I'm how, coming for that 50 bucks, mate. How do they get the two points? I just asked Joe, what's the safety, lowest score you can get? Two and it was a safety, yeah. Just one safety, yeah, yeah. it's two points. Yeah, one oh. safety. So Rams 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing to the zone, bank, Laughing to the bank. <laughs> Brilliant. Gold. All right, keep your messages coming at double eight, double three. To Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's 20 minutes away from nine, and we're going to cross over to Smithy very, very shortly. But before then, we've got a, a couple of important guests to get to. And right now, it's time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And while we used to having Paulie Moati, the party starter, on for potentially four days a week, Four days a week. Well, we didn't have him Friday and we don't have him Monday, so he's only three day a week, Paulie Mawati. Today we've got Brendan Popwell on the show, and well, he's one of the guns for the TAB, so great to have him on the show. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning, is a yes, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. PM <laughs> Mawati, he's away all week, so um, you can add a few hey? more days oh. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness, he's come on mate, we had Waitangi Day off, he's come on and given us absolute <laughs> stick and he's having a week 
plus two days <laughs> off. Outstanding, mate. Anyway, oh. lots going on. Lots going on in the sporting world. The Super Bowl yeah. today, the waste management opens happening. Israel Asanya, mate, what do, what do you got for us? Yeah, let's um, really zero in on, on that Super Bowl, Izzy, because, um, man, there's mm. some bets flooding in. And what I'm seeing at this stage, it is all around the Rams. Uh, we've seen a $20,000 bet come through on the Rams, not just to win the match, but Ooh. to cover the point start in the first half. So they have to be up by more than three points in the first half. That's at $1.92. And then we've had another 13000 on that option. At a dollar eighty-seven, so that is a real load up in the first half wow. on the Super Bowl um, around the Rams. What I will say, if you do like the Bengals, a couple of little stats here, especially if you're about to tuck into your uh, McCafe coffee this morning. Uh, we've got yourselves a little stat around the underdogs. In the past fourteen Super Bowls, the underdogs have covered the spread nine times, and they've won eight times the underdogs. So if you're liking the Bengals at two fifty-five plus four and a half. Yep, there's maybe a chance that you could uh, have a little dabble on the outside in the Super Bowl. It's not a bad thing. Anyone, anyone going on the Bengals? Anyone, any money flowing for them? We we have we have seen a little bit of money, and, and I think pure that reason, two horse race, paying two fifty five. Mm. We're seeing a lot of uh, small bets come on them because this is um, maybe the one and only time that punters uh, have a bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, this is the one game. It's almost like the Melbourne Cup, uh, where we see uh, a lot of a number of different bets coming in, and we have seen bets coming in for uh, Cincinnati. We've also seen some strange bets, yep. like two thousand on the halftime full-time draw into LA Rams. That's at fifteen dollars. We've seen fifteen hundred on Cincinnati to be leading at halftime, and then a draw at full-time at forty-one dollars. We've seen a lot of overtime uh, through the uh, NFL's uh, playoffs, uh, and, and also a thousand dollars on both teams to score a touchdown at each half. At $2.20. Beautiful, beautiful. That is Brendan Popwell from the TAB. It is the big, big match today. Super Bowl 56, Bengals v. the Rams. Appreciate your time on the show this morning, Brendan. Hopefully we'll get you back tomorrow, mate. That's outstanding info. Thank you very much. No worries, Izzy. And look, we know that Baz loves to throw a few barbs at Paul Mawati. I'm just going to let Paul Mawati know that Baz left half an hour before the show finished uh, and uh, just checked out a little bit early. So I'll just let Paulie know that so he's got some ammo when he's back next week. Awesome, bud. Awesome. Thank you, Brendan. You let Paulie know. We had to let Baz go. He's been working overtime all weekend. No breaks for our skipper. That was the TAB Live Update. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. And always, please gamble responsibly, R18. That was Brendan Popwell of the TAB. Right now, though, right now, Louis is going to join me because Baz is off. He's hopefully tucked into bed having a wee break. It's time for our Monday morning health check with New Zest, powering the next generation of New Zealand athletes. This morning, we're going to catch up with Aroni Leilua, who is a gun sailor who represented Samoa at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Aroni is on the line with us now. Good morning, Aroni. Morning, morning. How are we doing? Uh, we're doing very well, mate. It's been a busy show. There's lots happening in the sporting world, particularly over the weekend, racing, sporting, and it's all happening today as well with the Super Bowl, mate. But tell us about your summer. How's your summer been? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, it's been a little bit on hold, on and off with um, obviously the different um, frameworks we've been working through with the COVID situation, but um, mm. it's been good. It's been especially coming out of um, Tokyo last year, um, just getting back into the season and, and with a new look, a new outlook after um, competing at that level. 
um, no, I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. Mate. Tell us about your sailing career and, and your opportunity last year at Tokyo to be able to represent your home nation of Samoa, and particularly in, in the, the Olympics uh, for sailing. And uh, how, was that, how was that experience for you, mate? Oh, awesome. Yeah, re- really awesome. Um, leading up to the Games, oh, if we wind back a bit, I, was, I learned how to sail in Samoa and I had always dreamed about um, representing Samoa at the biggest, um, on the biggest stage of the Olympics and um, after qualifying it was all it was all exciting and stuff and then we got hit by the first wave of COVID and everything looked like mm. um, it wasn't going to happen uh, and then we had a postponement which pushed it out a year uh, which actually benefited me because it allowed me for extra time to train and fundraise um, and whatnot and then when it finally came around um, it was pretty surreal um, I had to kind of pitch myself when I landed in Tokyo that it was actually happening and um, yeah, the dream was coming true. Awesome, mate. Like, like from the outside looking, we probably don't understand sailing. You probably think sailing and Samoa probably something that probably doesn't solidify uh, the Pacific nations. But when you dig deeper into it, mate, and, and go back to the early, early days, I mean hundreds of years ago, the Pacific Island people were one, probably the first to circumnavigate the, our, our globe. The country, is it quite a big sport yeah. in Pacific Islands? Um, sailing and, and a lot of people getting involved in, in the sailing world. Yeah, well, surprisingly not. Like, and, and you're absolutely right that you know, way back our ancestors and stuff, that was the main mm. main way of travel. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, with sailing nowadays and um, and competing, uh, it's quite an expensive sport, um, and it yeah. seems to be a, a massive barrier for a lot of people to um, to, to give it a go, let alone. Um, um, pursue it as a as a sport and, and compete. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate that um, that it's like that because there's a lot um, of history that the islands have with sailing, and there's a lot of potential. I mean, you know, um, Pacific Islanders in general are, are quite um, gifted in terms of um, hand-eye coordination, and, and you know they're quite athletic. Yeah. So to to have sailing um, kind of not be an option due to finances is um, yeah, it's a little bit sad, but. Um, the goal is to try and increase that participation within the islands and um, it all starts from getting funding from governments and um, mm. organisations that are willing to kind of help drive the sport. Nice. Bro. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I think it just it's a natural fit. If you get a lot of the Pacific Islands, very strong, can can read the winds, understanding on the oceans, yeah. it, it just makes sense for me, mate. Um what about you? Yeah, what about yeah. you and, and your sailing career? What What are your goals going for? What do you want to achieve in 2022? Uh, so I've got a few competitions lined up um, overseas, um, with the biggest one being uh, the World Champs in Mexico. Um, nice. So I'll head over there in uh, May. Um, and, and just trying to better my last result, but get more um, more familiar with the, the biggest fleet and racing with um, the top in the world. I'm pretty blessed to so I'll be training out in New Zealand and um, training alongside the the Kiwi team and the Kiwi boys who are um, you know right up there in the top of the world. So um, that is very handy for 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 me. But um, the biggest goal of all is just trying to um, work my way towards um, qualifying for the 2023 Paris Games. Beautiful. Uh, 24 Beautiful, sorry, 24 we'll Paris Games. Tw- yeah, 2024 yeah. Paris Games. 24. Mate, we'll yeah. be watching that. We'll be watching that with with interest. Um, now that we we've had a wee conversation on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Talk to us about New Zest. New Zest. How have they helped you fuel your way uh, to be able to be the athlete and get you to that next 
stage in your life. Have New Zest been very, very supportive of you? Supportive of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been using New Zest um, for for a long, long time, um, and then um, a scholarship came up uh, last year. I think it was start of last year, which I applied for and um, was successful with, and um, it just it just freed up some more finances for me to put back into um, uh, into my sailing campaign and stuff but um yeah the the, the product they put out is um is awesome um i've never looked back ever since i've moved over and um they keep coming out with some new new and improved stuff which is which is great and um yeah they've been fully supportive of everything everything i've done and um are always accommodating with anything i need so yeah i couldn't recommend them highly enough awesome Awesome, awesome. Well, that is Ronnie Lelua. He is a sailor. He represented Samoa at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. We'll be watching your progress with interest. And like you said, mate, without New Zest and sponsors, you wouldn't be able to do the things you've, uh, you're have you doing today. So I really appreciate your time today, yeah, exactly. Ronnie. No, cool. Thanks for having me. Awesome. There he is, Ronnie Lelua. Um, thanks to New Zest for helping Ronnie. We have an Olympians prize pack to give away right now, which is stacked with everything that fueled Irani. Just text your name and news this right now to double eight double three news this. A new approach to feeling great, not just a boost for today, but nutrition to for life. So well done, and thanks to news this for supporting our athletes to help them achieve on the big stage. Without them, that support, um, Louis, they wouldn't be able to do it. It's not just Bang news this particularly Musashi yep. last week with Carlos Olberg. Um, honestly, these sponsors and, and their money and their, their time, their product that they're uh, providing these athletes goes a really, really long way. So uh, well done to New Zest. Awesome. Aroni Leilua. Coming up anyway, we're going to have a chat to Smithy. It's time for our sleep on it with Smithy. We'll be back shortly to chat to the one and only Ian Smith. Back shortly.